0: I remember running home from school, turning on the TV to the Cubs game, sitting with my dad to watch his heroes.
1: Welcome to the World Series Dreaming Chicago Cubs Dreamcast. Not affiliated with the actual Chicago Cubs, but just a bunch of guys who love the local nine and enjoy talking baseball. And of course... You're reigning and defending for another week or two, World Series champion, Chicago Cubs. How's it going? I'm Benjamin, also known as Anokatuli, and with me is my buddy Kin, also known as Rice Cube.
0: How's it going? I guess technically the Cubs can't uh, defend the World Series anymore, but they are the reigning champions. A little bouncer slowly toward Bryant. He will glove it and throw to Rizzo.
1: It's in time, and
0: the Chicago Cubs win the World Series.
1: They're still the champion for another week. And they'll always be the 2016 World Series champions. And you can't take that away.
0: Can't do it. All right, so... uh, it's late at night. We got jobs. We got lives, so let's get to this. Uh, here's the plan. We got ourselves the end of the year for the Cubs. Uh, unfortunately, the Cubs decided to part ways with Chris Bosio, their very talented pitching coach. Mm-hmm. We it look was at, kind of, it's kind of a shock. Yep. We want to look at some potential offseason moves and the future of the Cubs, so Let's run with that for a plan. What'd you say? I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. Sounds good, bro. All right. So the Cubs, could it not get to the World Series again? And we know how hard it is to repeat as a World Series champion.
1: We know how hard it is just to make
0: the playoffs the
1: year after you win the World Series. It's damn difficult.
0: Oh. so the fact that they were able to make three NLCSs in a row is something. Can't, can't really take that away from them. That's quite an accomplishment.
1: Exactly. I mean, yeah. the first and the third were kind of ugly losses. Get swept in the first, only won one third. But making it that far is damn impressive. No team has gone to three in a row. Since the Cardinals from 2011 to 2014, and it's it's in a very very impressive feat no matter
0: how it ends up. Yeah, I think you you have to say that considering that the 2015 one was kind of a surprise like you didn't. Oh yeah, the quote bonus year. Yeah. So now it's just a matter of okay, well the year's over. Does that make this season? A lack of a success? No, because they did win the division and, you know, they did uh, beat a very talented Washington Nationals team. You could consider, well, you know, they were very lucky considering they only scored nine runs in the final game and pretty much had no offense in the, any of the other games, but they were also facing some very good pitching.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they faced a lot of very good pitching. But the offense was non-existent in all games but the fifth game of the NLDS, and though a lot of those hits were like ugly, like bloopers or ground balls with eyes, a lot of what people would could call lucky hits, yeah, or errors with the from the Nationals. Some people could say it was more about the Nationals imploding than the Cubs actually breaking out and. Not sure I could really argue against that too much, but the Cubs won the NLDS, whether you want to say it's by luck or by talent. But they did win the NLDS and make it to the NLCS, which regardless of the outcome is impressive. There's yeah. other, 26 other teams that would love to make the LCS. So <laughs> call it a luck, call it a fluke call it whatever you want to call it, it's still an impressive feat.
0: Yeah, and this represents what the front office was talking about ever since they took over. You just want to take as many shots as you can to the playoffs, and the Cubs have gotten three straight shots, and they've gotten three deep each time. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, always a step away from the World Series, and they, of course, won the World Series in 2016. So you have to consider this Windows still pretty much wide open considering that most of these guys can barely rent a car.
1: <laughs> yeah. I and mean, the Cubs core is still very young. Pretty much everybody's under team control for at least two more years. I mean, we still have Lester for a number of years. We've got Hendricks for a number of years. We have Quintana for a number of years. The Cubs still have a lot of pieces in place. And they have a lot of money coming off the books too, but yeah, I am very, very excited for what the potential is, for what they can add in the off season.
0: Yeah, and it it seems like they're gonna be doing this minus one of their most important uh, coaches over the past few years in Chris Bosio. I did not expect this, did you? Not entirely,
1: no. I mean, I was shocked when I saw it. Mm. But the more people were talking online, via Twitter, Facebook, it shouldn't have come as much of a su- surprise. I mean, the Cubs were not too happy with the, his comments about Marcus Fame from the
0: Brewers.
1: Oh, that Th- was
0: Eric. Marcus is the oh, other
1: Eric, guy. Oh, Eric fame Yeah. Some famed guy from Milwaukee. that guy and he was actually suspended for that for a while he missed about a week or so here or there throughout the season for what was called personal
0: duties yeah I think uh, somebody in his family died so that was understandable actually
1: yeah there was another one I think unless they're both interrelated
0: I forget Chris Bosio had a run in with John Lester at some point and maybe
1: yeah that too that probably went into it as well but Chris Bazio was also the only coach on Madden's staff, which he did not hand pick. Mm-hmm. Everyone else he selected, Bosio was a holdover from the Dale Swaym era. Mm-hmm. And while it sucks that he's gone, because he's done some damn impressive work, he turned Jake Arietta into a dominant force. He turned Kyle Hendricks into a Cy Young candidate. He made Palma Maholm and Scott Feldman very—they
0: um, were more pitchers that were very
1: marketable pitchers. He turned their seasons around, made them look very, very intriguing to other teams that were in playoff hunts. To the point where Jeff Margie even said, "How do you get better by trading Scott Feldman?"
0: Uh, I mean,
1: I'm he turned some Samarja. pretty good pitchers.
0: Yeah. It's funny you speak about Samarja because uh, I, I guess he came along right about when Samarja became a starter, and that was huge. hmm I mean, Padua has done a lot of good things,
1: but pitching coaches are hired more or less to be fired, in my mind. Same okay. things with hitting coaches. They can only give advice on how to get stuff done. It's up to the player to actually execute.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if a pitcher can't locate, or he suddenly loses command, it's hard to blame that on, on Baggio, because he's not the one that's actually throwing the pitches. Yeah. I mean, Edwards had a dominant season, say for a week, and then he was a, he was a hot mess in the playoffs. He just couldn't locate anything. Yeah. Justin Wilson was dominating with the Tigers. He got brought here, and he just fell flat on his face. I can't see how we you can really blame Baggio for for that. But unfortunately, he's the fall guy.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, the changing of the catching core because last year the framing uh, between. Before Wilson Contreras got, got called up, it was David Ross and Miguel Montero, and they mm-hmm. are obviously yeah. some of the better uh, catchers in the league in terms of framing. So you're going to steal a strike here or there. Now you got a more inexperienced, albeit talented, catcher in Wilson Contreras. He can't steal strikes off the corners or the edges anymore. And so that kind of uh, expands a little pitchers. bit of uh, grit. Uh, the regression because now the low strikes and the edgy strikes that are just off the plate, you can't bring back and fool the umpire. Now we know that people want robot umps and all that, and we've talked about why that's not as, uh, as feasible as you'd like it to be. But you can consider that if Wilson is the primary catcher and, you know, he can't frame as well as the, as David Ross or Montero, who was, like, just jettisoned midseason, you, you'll you'll see a lot of that as well. But considering that these guys usually have pretty decent command, right, and it's systemic. Like, even Theo Epstein said it, it was systemic. Like, this isn't just one or two pitchers. This is everybody. And at that point, I, I think you can put at least some of the blame on the pitching coach because he's not able to adjust as well. Ultimately, it's up to the pitchers to adjust and figure it out. But if they're not doing you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, at that point, I guess you could talk to the pitching coach about that. And, you know, uh, you could say the same about the offense. Like, why is everybody swinging and striking out and not putting contact you know, good contact on the ball and whatnot. And maybe they should get get <laughs> get rid of the hitting coach too. But yeah, like there's only so much blame you could put on the coach. And that's why it was so su- surprising given what we know about Basio.
1: Yeah, but there's also a few intriguing options mm-hmm. for, to replace him. One of them is a long-time acquaintance of Theo Epstein, former Red Sox manager, John Farrell. Hmm. He's somebody that's been been mentioned here or there. Um, you have Mike Maddox, who's now unemployed from the Nationals since Dusty Bacon, the entire staff, was let go. And then you have the likely front runner, who was Madden's pitching coach with the Tampa Bay Rays, who is I think now out of work, Jim Hickey?
0: Yeah, I think they didn't pick up his option, so it, it was like that for all of them. They weren't necessarily fired, and Bazio himself wasn't necessarily fired. They just yeah, he's they, out of options. Yeah, they decided not to pick up his option. So, you know, when they said that, and then, then Terry Muscat and the others clarified, it was just they didn't take up the option, but. Yeah, the, it's kind of interesting how you know. Right before the World Series, all these coaches are switching hands. Like you got uh, Alex Cora going to the Red Sox. You got even though uh, he's still helping with the Astros at the moment, I believe, right? Well, yeah, but you know, it's nice to have him job lined up afterwards. <laughs> you could potentially have Davey, Davey Martinez getting another job soon. We we don't know. Mhm. I mean,
1: it's the coaching shuffle. Mm-hmm. David Martinez could wind up maybe in Washington.
0: Have they named a manager yet or no? Uh, no, I think they're they're still interviewing. Like you know, it, It's kind of cool that a lot of these minority candidates are getting shots. And ironically, they fired a, or did not pick up the option for a minority candidate in Dusty Baker. And, you know, say what you want about Dusty, but he's always been successful wherever he's gone.
1: Yeah, Dusty Baker is a from point A to point B guy. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't seem to be the guy that can actually finish the job. Mm. He always seems to find some way to screw it up, unfortunately, for lack of a better term. He he replaced his pitcher too early in Game 7 of the World Series when he was with the Giants. And then that just blew up in his face. You had the unfortunate incident in Game 6 in 2003 with the Cubs NLCS Mm -hmm. where he just sat around and didn't bother to go try to calm down his team, talk to his pitcher, slap a loo upside the head, said stop acting like a child. Yeah, I mean, had he calmed down his team, who knows what happens. Like even just replaced prior since you could tell he was upset and kind of gassed. You never know. And this year, he made some very questionable moves throughout the entire series. Yeah. But he doesn't seem to. I mean, fantastic regular season coach. But he seems to coach the postseason like he does the regular season. And it's yeah. a completely different ballgame. you got to uh, play a little bit differently.
0: I think for this season, you could. You could say that the Cubs didn't so much win the series as Washington lost it. Pretty much, I could probably say that too. But (laughs) uh, the Cubs
1: just could not hit.
0: Yeah, their starters were great.
1: Bullpen was shaky at best, but the offense just could not do anything the entire postseason.
0: I don't, and that's why they lost
1: four games to one in the NLCS.
0: I think though that uh, you could argue that Dusty made all the right calls in. The NLDS, like, there is no reason not to use Max Scherzer if he's available. But the fact that all that crazy crap happened against Max Scherzer in Game 5, that's not Dusty's fault. And for all the people, you know, kind of uh, barking at Joe Maddon about the NLCS, it's not Joe's fault that nobody wanted to throw strikes or nobody wanted to hit. Like, he can only deal with the cards that he's been dealt and you could argue that maybe he shouldn't have started Zobra so much or he should have started Hap more, although based on the latest at-bats that Hap had, like he simply uh, wasn't seeing the ball very well. And that's just from my lying eyes. He's striking out so much. He's flailing at the ball. He's not putting good contact on the ball. So mm-hmm. I could understand why he'd want to go with a veteran more so than a relatively unproven rookie.
1: Yeah, and as poorly as Zobris <clears throat> played all season and in the playoffs, in the playoffs, if you look at the games we won,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Zobris was right in the middle of each and every one of those winning rallies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So starting him actually paid off the way Matt knew it would. He wound up getting like, the big hits that either start a rally or to help attack on the winning runs that we needed. Mm -hmm. So, Brist was right smack dab in the middle of all
0: all of it. And that's where he was starting. Yeah, and I I don't know. I I think uh, if we were to tackle offseason moves, I feel like it's just a matter of having the guys look at video, understand where the holes in their swings are. Understand how to approach it better because obviously these guys are talented. Like, literally last year they won the World Series using these exact same guys. So I don't think you yeah. need wholesale changes. The thing is, uh, we know that Jake is probably gone. Uh, we know John. We Mike know John Lackey is gone. Yeah, so that's two fifths of your rotation mm-hmm. that needs to be replaced. And we know that Wade Davis is more than likely gone. Yeah, so. And there's a possibility that they're going to non-tender Hector Rondon, given his ineffectiveness over the past year and his uh, injury history. Cause, yeah, yeah, so I don't they think have a guy, lot
1: of holes to fill in the pitching rotation.
0: Yeah, they're, they're going to the $6 million in the arbitration. They're going to non-tender him and probably give him a shot somewhere else or just say, you know what, try to make the team in spring training and we'll We'll pay you a league minimum, but uh, I'm not actually sure how how uh, how non-tender raises work. I think with arbitration, you can only give them like up to 80% of their previous salary uh, as a pay cut, but if you non-tender them, you can basically pay them whatever you want, so that's why I'm thinking that he's going to be non-tendered, and it might be the same thing with Justin Grimm. So now the Cubs are going to look on... To completely
1: restock and retool their bullpen because
0: Koji Fujikawa (laughs) is likely
1: gone. uh, And so pretty much all you have in your pen right now is Edwards, who's mm -hmm. been shaky. You got Justin Wilson, who seemingly forgot to throw a strike since he came to the Cubs. yeah, And Mike Montgomery,
0: yeah, I think all of them just need a spring training reset. And speaking of Montgomery, I don't know that he's necessarily going to make it into a rotation. I think he, they really like him as a swing man. So that means two two pitchers have to either come from within or from free agency in order to uh, fill out the rotation for next year. Or via trade. Yeah.
1: Epstein said something very interesting during his end-of-the-year presser saying they would look into and consider trading from major league depth,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Which could mean Elmora or Hab or Schwarber.
0: Possibly mm-hmm. Javi.
1: Possibly Javi. Yeah.
0: I don't maybe, think maybe they don't Russell. Trade, I don't think they'll trade Javi or Russell, but uh you, you never ever say no considering like you, you don't know what they might bring back.
1: Yeah, I mean they say they won't trade Schwarber, but he could be very, very appealing to an American team.
0: Yeah, and depending on how fast this happens, I feel like they'd want to keep a DH-type uh, bat in Schwarber, just in case
1: the National League suddenly magically gets the DH.
0: Well, they are they are talking about realignment and expansion, so. If that happens, then, you know, it might happen. Uh, it depends also on how they renegotiate the CVA because I'm thinking that in exchange for another job, which is a full time DHN and all 15 or 16, depending on expansion and uh, L teams, not to mention, like, you know, uh, the expansion plan seems to come with uh, realignments and less travel, and more off days, and stuff like that.
1: And so the shorter they're, season.
0: Yeah, they're, they're getting a lot of concessions. And so I feel like, depending on what goes on in negotiation, you're going to see the NLDH more sooner rather than later. But it also, you, you know how baseball is. They don't do anything overnight, so it might actually take a while. So we don't know how patient the Cubs are to keep a pretty much that first uh, fellow in Kyle Schwarber. Like, he's he's working hard on his defense. Like, he makes plays every now and then, but there are some plays that you look at, and it's just, like, painful to watch, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I love Schwarber, World Series hero. What he did last year was amazing, coming back from that. Basically destroyed me. Yeah. And come up with some great hits in postseason. What did he hit like 400 in the four games that he played?
0: Uh, close to it. It, it wasn't quite 400.
1: <laughs> but but, but I'd hate non-game. to see him go. But if we didn't get a really good starting pitcher,
0: mm-hmm. I would I would do it. Yeah. So I mean, you can look at the offseason move, uh, the free agent list, and I think we've already talked about <laughs> excuse me the fringy guys in Hap, Elmora, Schwarber, and possibly Javi or or Russell, I, I don't think they're gonna trade anybody from the starting infield and that includes Wilson Contreras. Like those five are there. But uh the outfielders, the, the fringy guys, I, I think at least one of them gets moved this off season and we're gonna have to say some tough goodbyes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to see Elmore go. I mean, I love his defense. His bat is really coming around. Mm -hmm. Hap looks like he could be a superstar. Yeah. Schwarber's got a a bat that could instantly be a home run every time he swings. Yeah. But
0: something's got to
1: give, and I don't see Hayward opting out.
0: No, like – Next year, they pretty much have to play Hayward every single day, just to hope that he OPS over 800 and continues to have his Gold Glove defense to even have a hope of him opting out. Because if he opts out, he's basically throwing away over 100 million dollars.
1: Um, look at his look at his contract. Doesn't it start to de escalate?
0: No, it. it uh, Basically, he has $184 million guaranteed if he stays the entire contract.
1: And yeah, but the I think buyout... per year, it starts toward the end, it starts going down lower and lower, which gives him more of an incentive to opt out to see if he can get a better deal, get
0: yeah, more money. At the same time, if you're playing as bad as he has over the course of this contract so far, would you opt out? I, I would not. I would take I'm the guarantee. No. Yeah, so you're mm-hmm. you're just hoping that he is on fire, starting out of the gate and stays on fire. And I don't know if that's going to happen. So we're probably stuck with Hayward's contract for a long time. And there's already people talking about trying to swap bad contracts. And I don't know if there's another bad contract that because we want to take on that, at the very least, would play defense at the same level as Hayward or pitch as well as Hayward can prevent runs, it's not going to happen. So it's either you stay with Hayward for the entirety of his contract, or you hope that he plays so well in 2018 that he does opt out. Yeah, that would
1: be the hope. Hmm.
0: Well, we could look at free agency. Like I don't know uh, what the targets are. I guess we could look at that after the World Series. But starting um, pitcher-wise, definitely
1: like, probably two two starters. Yeah, at least one. Maybe one fringy guy from the minors. Yeah. Probably adding at least two or three relievers if you can.
0: Yeah. So uh, I'm looking at the list on MLB trade rumors. Uh, Jake Arrieta obviously is going into free agency, I think, Cubs basically uh, bag the draft pick and wish him well unless they can get him on a three- or four-year deal, which I don't which think I not, possible. Which I
1: don't think he wants. I think he wants a five <coughs> or six.
0: Mm-hmm. I was thinking of like Tyler Chatwood, who was with the Rockies last year. And he's obviously got an inflated ERA because the Rockies play on the moon, but he's got some interesting peripherals that I think could translate well to whichever new batting, uh, hitting coach or sorry, pitching coach the Cubs hire. Uh, Got Alex Cobb, who was a former Ray, who Joe Madden and Jim Hickey are familiar with, obviously. We got, of course, Yu Darvish, who was traded to the Dodgers, and so he wouldn't come with the draft pick. That would just cost money. Uh,
1: and I'm not sure if he wants to come here because the Cubs are on his no-trade list.
0: <laughs> but that that money talks. Really yeah, I mean, like once. Once he goes into free agency, it's just a matter of who gives him the most money, right? You'd think. Yeah, John Lackey is on the list, but he's probably going to retire. Uh, Lance Lynn is a very interesting name. I think he is going to get qualifying offer, and so that might cost the Cubs a draft pick if they sign him. Uh, Michael Pineda, for whatever reason, is on the list, but I think he he got an injury over uh, last. Uh, this past season, and so it might be a tough one. Tyson Ross was rehabbing with uh, the Rangers, I believe. I don't know how much he actually pitched this year. So if he becomes a free agent again, uh, that might be a low-risk, high-reward kind of deal for for the Cubs.
1: And the Cubs have been interested in him in the past.
0: Right. And Masahiro Tanaka, his season's done now, and he's probably going to opt out. And so he would be a big money free agent if the Cubs decide to sign him. So those are the big ones that I think are coming up this, this year. And, you know, Theo actually alluded to this. Like this market has some good names, but the real big market comes after next season. And so they might like load up on kind of lower tier guys and hope for lightning on bottle and then go all out for the following season. I lose you.
1: Sure.
0: Oh, okay. There you are.
1: I think Garrett Cole is a free agent after next year too.
0: He might be uh, under under arbitration. I'll double check while while you pontificate. But I think he is. He might be unhappy with the Pirates because they keep kind of dicking him on on arbitration and pre-arb contracts. Out. You're uh, you are almost right. He's a free agent in 2020, so ah. after the 2019 season, he's done. So he's got two more years of arbitration before he can uh, get out of get out of Pittsburgh. <coughs> All right, well, that was close. Yeah, but well, he's still pretty young. Like once once he uh, is done. That's his age twenty nine season, so that might be a good target. It's just, you know, Pittsburgh obviously can't afford to keep their free agents, so that's advantage Cubs. And you know, like even if they can't add over the off season, I feel like they are smart enough to with trades and uh, kind of under the radar signings that it it should still be an interesting season. I think the Cardinals are on a, a kind of bent where they're kind of retooling. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati are also retooling. Milwaukee is a scary one. They're on the way up. And so I feel like next year's division race is going to be just like this year's, which was unexpected. Like, we didn't expect Milwaukee to be that good for that long. Yeah, but Next year, yeah. they're obviously going to be better. Uh, at least very likely going to be better. And so it's going to be a dogfight until the end of September again. You'd
1: think, <clears throat> you would think, but the also thought that the Cubs would run away with it this year. So you can't really tell year to year. Mm-hmm. But maybe the extra couple of weeks rest <clears throat> will be beneficial for the Cubs. They won't have to they don't go, have to go all, and all the parade, all and, the stuff, parade yeah. and the hoopla
0: and Saturday Night Live and whatnot.
1: So it to be a more relaxing offseason, and the way they lost might light a fire on the guys that are still
0: here. Yeah, I think they were pretty upset about, you know, uh, like obviously they were tired, they were drained. That was the third straight season where they had to play into October, like deep into October, not just into October, but way into October, and mm-hmm. it takes a toll on your body. Like you don't don't think of it, but you know,
1: yeah, you're standing
0: out in the outfield for two hours and a pickup softball game and you're tired, and then you imagine these guys having to do that for up to 160-something games every year.
1: And so like Brian going... said a couple of days ago, <clears throat> mm-hmm. it takes a lot of energy to get ready for a game, just getting ready for it and you have to play the game. And it worries on you after a while.
0: Yeah, and the narrative is that they didn't want it as much, and or they didn't try as hard, and they're just like, I yeah, that's think, a cap out. I, I don't think that's the case. I think they were trying their best. And I think that's you know, considering the youth of this team, a lot of the league uh, pitching adjusted to them. And now it's just up to them to adjust back. And like Joe Madden said, he looked like he – I don't think he literally looked at their birth certificates or anything, but he did uh, allude to how young most of these guys are. Like most of them are under the age of 25. And so we're talking about a team that is still growing, that is still learning, and that we already know is good. So the future looks really bright. Oh, yeah, I have no doubt that they'll be back.
1: They might not make the NLCS again next (coughs) year, but I would not be surprised if they did.
0: Mm -hmm. With the talent
1: that they have, the offensive talent, we've seen how good it can be when it's actually clicking on all cylinders. We saw it at various points throughout the year. We saw it a lot in the second half of the regular season. So I have no doubt that the offense will be back. We know how good Lester is. We know how good Quintana and Hendricks can be.
0: Yeah. If
1: they can get another quality starting pitcher and they can get at least two good bullpen arms,
0: yeah, I think they'll be great. Again. Yeah. I think you have to, like, look at the waiver wire, see who they claim, see who they invite to camp, and just keep an eye out on that, because, like, that's how sometimes you plug up the holes in your roster, is just those uh, diamonds in the rough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Cubs have had a few of them in, over, the, over the years. Yeah. And... I I think it's important to understand how difficult baseball is and how the rest of the league isn't just going to stand pat while the Cubs, you know, steamroll everybody year after year. That's just not possible. Like, the Dodgers this year are really good. Next year, I don't know. Like, maybe they'll have a slump kind of like the Cubs did. We, We just simply don't know how it'll work out. But uh, at the same time, you got to consider how hard these guys work, how hungry they are, how much they want to get back to the biggest stage. And also, you look at the Final Four this year, like in the Astros, who are in the World Series again, uh, they're a young team. They basically did the tank and rebuild plan like the Cubs did. The Yankees always have money, and they are building from the ground up like most of the Guys on their team that made it to the ALCS are super young and very exciting. The Dodgers, we talked about and we know how good they are. So these teams are going to be in competition with each other for a very long time. And this is a very exciting time for baseball fans and Cubs fans. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess the next time we'll see most of you is after the World Series. I hope it goes seven games. So that they're all tired next year. <laughs> yes, Maybe be fun. Yeah. So yeah, like you can find us on Twitter at the official World Series uh, Dreaming Twitter. That is
1: at WS Dreaming underscore Cubs.
0: We are also on Facebook, and you can find us at WorldSeriesDreaming.com. dot uh, com. Just wanted to thank Rich Deanna again for always letting us use his song. He Said thanks for using a song, but really we should be thanking you, Rich, for letting us do this pretty much uh, royalty-free.
1: <laughs> yes, thank you much, man.
0: And, of course, Randall Sanders for providing us with the final out call from the radio. That's probably, you know, Joe Buck did a good job, but uh, the sheer joy and Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer's voices on that call was is something that we'll cherish for the rest of our lives. Always. Yep. And as always, uh, if you don't mind rating and sharing us, rate us on iTunes. We are definitely on iTunes. Uh, Share our podcast with your friends. Like the last one, we got over 100 listens, which is kind of cool. And we Mm -hmm. like to keep that going. Uh, Just preemptive apologies because I'm still nursing a cold, but... We're not going to be able to edit this as much because it's late, and I got to get ready for school tomorrow. And you <laughs> have to get go to a job. And, yeah. Uh, excuse <laughs> me. Bless you, man. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, by the way, like uh, whatever you then spend on playoff tickets, you gotta like go towards uh, next year's season tickets, right? Yep. Oh, that's quite a chunk of change. But I, I hope they they give you a better. Better performance next year, but this year was pretty darn good, all things considered. It was. Yeah. E Email us any of your questions or comments, suggestions, et cetera, at? World Series Dreaming
1: at gmail.com.
0: Okay. Any final words, sir?
1: Nope. Just go home, go to bed, get better, man.
0: I You've got work to do. I am home, actually, and I am going to bed. So we'll talk to you after the World Series, friends.
1: Bye. It was more than just a game